Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Yowie is the only way, my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do We'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth What do we know when chips are telephones but all no different to you? Hey, I'm Rick Reynolds and welcome to the Don't Wreck Yourself podcast. Hi, and I'm Ryan Placetti, uh, your backup host for today. Thanks for filling in, Rick. And I'm Matt Saintsing, and I'm sad to say that I am no longer the most handsome man to appear on this podcast now that we have Rick Reynolds here. All apologies to Shane. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't I didn't know we were having a competition and that I wasn't in the running. <laughs> it's not a competition, but if it was, Rick would be winning. Right? <laughs> so we wanted to have Rick on the podcast as a guest because he's been on literally every episode that we've had so far. That's true, yeah. Not even not even our the lady we hired for our for the the caveat, she hasn't been on every episode. <laughs> I thought we had it together. If I beat her, I'm pumped. You did, you did by by uh by three yeah, episodes. By three episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she didn't debut until episode four when we realized what gutter people we were. <laughs> Rick, you have been spoken about only in the third person on this show, aside from uh, the revelations contained inside of the. I assume very autobiographical song that we have chosen <laughs> to, or well, I don't, I don't even think that we chose it so much as you have allowed us to have this song. <laughs> it was an interesting song. There was a bunch of different people I didn't expect all really dug it. And, uh, and even my sister of all people called me about the lyrics. I don't even know if she knew that there was lyrics in music. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wanted to use it. I was, I was psyched. Happy it's winding up in the right ears in the right places. Now that we've established that our audience is the correct audience for your song, you've listened to, I think, pretty much every episode, and you're one of the few people who has. Are you the right audience for your own music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just rethink this circle of events. <laughs> I'm just playing to myself this whole time. Interesting. It's an Ouroboros. Congratulations. It's a boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but if I've got to listen to myself to find out about uh, odd turtle uh, statues in Worcester, then uh, that's what I've got to do. Real quick about that. I took an Uber ride the other day from the airport. My Uber driver was no shit from Worcester, Massachusetts. I showed him the photo. I'm like, you ever seen the statue? He almost crashed the car. He's like, holy shit. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that he wasn't familiar with the statue is problematic because you just showed him some kid fucking a turtle. <laughs> yeah, well, so he li he's lived in D.C. for the past 17 years, so I'm going to go ahead and give him a pass on this one. But uh, it was it was just really funny, and I hope George is listening because he said he would. So <laughs> I feel like it's something that you'd, you'd go out into the wild and say, in my town, I've got a statue. And not, hey, did you know in your hometown you've got this fucked up thing? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, was, the stars aligned. Like I said last week, it beats the shit out of Confederate memorials. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Rick, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you're doing, and maybe let them know where they can find you in real life. Not uh, like it, your not home address, life. not your home address, <laughs> but like on the Internet at, at like third party locations where you take out your guitar. <laughs> where do you shop? Yeah. <laughs> you want my credit card numbers? 
yeah, where did I start? I started in um, either New Zealand or Africa, depending on where the real Australia is. Yeah, I was there for 20, 28 odd years. And then I moved to the US and I went via Texas for five of those. And then moved up to good old Pennsylvania, where I sit right now talking to you guys. But uh, played in a bunch of bands throughout the time. Um, I'm now doing some solo stuff. And I play bass in the band Stone Horses. We're based out of Baltimore. We played a bunch of shows post-COVID, but it's been a weird, weird year for that. Uh, I think the next one we have coming up is we're doing November 8th with Buck Cherry down at the Wrecker in Towson. Um, and then you do Buck Cherry. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, do you know Buck Cherry already, or do you, or are you going to meet Buck Cherry? Do you call him Buck? He's just do you Buck. call him Mister Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now they're a band um, I've run into uh, at festivals and stuff throughout the years. I don't think I've ever played a show with them, so it'll be a first, which is is pretty cool. I met Uncle Cracker in Iraq, and that's the closest to a rock star I've been until now, I feel like, having Rick on the show. <laughs> uh, I mean, Uncle Cracker's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he was in Baghdad when he was playing. He killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people killed in Baghdad. We don't like to brag about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but he got, he got paid way more for it. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get started. I believe Matt had a question that he pulled from the bowels of Reddit. Yes, exactly. Uh, of course, this comes from No Stupid Questions, and I actually don't think this is stupid. If it wasn't on No Stupid Questions, this is actually a legit good question. And since we have Rick on, I thought it was appropriate here. User Slut for Compassion asks, what do actors snort when they do coke in movies slash TV? So are we asking Rick because he's a slut, because he's compassionate, <laughs> because he does a lot of cocaine or because he's been on movies or TV or looks what? like he could be? I, I, I feel like Rick has what it takes to do fake cocaine on movies and TV. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of weird. I don't I, I don't want to say that he's done cocaine, but I mean, he's in a band. So <laughs> it's just easier to do the real thing than the fake thing. That's true. Yeah. I find the real thing in the wild more than the fake thing. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's a good question. I've also thought about this as like, you know, when actors are fake snorting something, they're actually snorting something off their nose, right? They're doing a real act with a fake substance. But I would say, what do they snort when they when they do this? Hopefully they're doing some actual coke if they're if the, if the budget's big enough on set. When I was a kid, it was pixie sticks. Oh, yeah. Or uh, I knew a kid who, who crushed up Altoids in school and snorted them. Oh, that kid was an idiot. He's yeah. a cinnamon uh, Altoids, too, man. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was an idiot. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, tr sorry, Trevor. What's he doing now? You can find he, he He just passed the bar. Just and um, I thought you were going to say he just passed away. He died of a cinnamon Altoid overdose. Uh, I mean, I, now it's kind of weird. He actually is a recovering addict. It's like, uh, he's, 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 in, he's in recovery. He's in recovery, but he's 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 now a uh, he's now a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it, foreshadowing. The warning yeah. signs were there the whole time. Yeah, they were there in French class. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> So um, snorting cocaine in movies is as old as, as violence. And I think it is an age old question is how do you simulate actors doing drugs without breaking local, state and federal laws? Right. Well, you, you said it's you said it's an old that snorting cocaine in movies is as old as violence. The oldest example of cocaine that I can remember seeing in a film is Charlie Chaplin in modern times. Did uh, they called it nose powder? 
Whoa, I call nose candy is what I prefer to call well, it. Well, they called it nose powder back in the uh, 1920s or 30s wow, or whenever they made the film. I didn't even know they had cocaine back then. Well, I guess my research was just better. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah, it, you just had that knowledge stashed away up your nose somewhere. I, <laughs> that's how that's, uh, you know, the, the fastest way to a man's brain is through his nose. Uh, probably, honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I think um, fake Coke in movies, you know, uh, the it, it is up to the prop master to actually find to find this. And uh, cornstarch was used on the set of Homeland, but it has also been, you know, powdered milk, baking soda have been standard replacements for what I endearingly or not so endearingly called uh, nose candy. All right. But uh, more recently, the Independent has reported that there's a substance called, see if I can pronounce this right, Inositol uh, sounds like in in nostril. Can we just call it in nostril? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nostril. So in nostril, uh, which is uh, what we typically see actors use today. What's funny is that inositol is actually a legit cutting agent for real cocaine. So this is just like <laughs> calorie. This is the other kind of diet coke. This is calorie free cocaine. So they're they're, they're cutting cocaine with cocaine. <laughs> they're, they're cutting cocaine with what they would use to cut cocaine with, right? It's, or they're just a. Gr- Replacing it, maybe cutting is not it. But what it is, it's a vitamin B power, and it gives you a slight energy lift. Uh, vitamin B is a primary ingredient in most of your energy shot drink. I just love that the Charlie Chaplin one. He's patting his nose. He looked like he was on it all the time. I know. I did not know that. Yet he did so much it shut him up. Uh, <laughs> like you're walking around like this. <laughs> but no, yeah, the Charlie Chaplin scene in modern times, he, like he gets tossed into prison and they've smuggled in nose powder. This is all pre-code days, so they could pretty much do whatever they want. Was it the 20s? Was that when Coke was in Coke? Well, I mean, yeah, oh. actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure when they stopped putting cocaine into the actual, uh, in, in, like the, the, the. It was too soon. Whatever it was, it was too soon. <laughs> they, they gave us full locos for a little longer, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that, that shit's probably more dangerous than, than cocaine and coke, man, to be honest with you. Four Loco should definitely be a Schedule 1 narcotic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's way more dangerous than weed, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Having done a lot of both. <laughs> you know, it's important when someone comes out and whenever they mention uh, something, it comes with the old ones were so much better. That's when you know they, they fucked with the health. <laughs> so, Matt, you talked about the different types of fake cocaine that's used in movies. Yes. Uh, cornstarch, powdered milk, and inositol. Inositol. So, <laughs> I, I just want to know, like, if if you guys had to choose, which fake cocaine would you use? Or is there something else that you'd throw into the mix? I think I would use cocaine. I would just, I would bring my own prop on set. I'd be like, no, I got this guys. Can we do another take? Let's do another one. Let's do another one. No, uh, I would really memorize my lines that way. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I would use the vitamin B one because it does give you a little bit of a pep. It, you would have the appearance of being energized. So I think it would make a more authentic scene. Rick, what's the rock star ruling? Yeah, I'd go with the Coke light. Yeah, I mean, get anything you can. If that B12's got a bit. It'll give you a bit of a pep and uh, go for that. Cornstarch just sounds gnarly to me. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Cornstarch, cornstarch is the worst because that's a thickening agent, yeah. too. So it's just going <laughs> to oh. get up there and stay up there. <laughs> that's what they use in Homeland. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I'd go with the powdered milk, personally. I think, what if you had to go with the laxative and tempt fate? <laughs> 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 they do. I think they do cut cocaine with laxative sometimes. I definitely have three fun examples of actors that use fake Coke, and it gets kind of crazy here. The first one I want to talk about here is, of course, Jonah Hill in The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, gentlemen, I assume you both have seen this great film. Oh, yeah. 
that that's that's the one where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays a perfectly normal Wall Street executive, right? <laughs> yeah, it is like debauchery, cocaine, sex workers. Only the best things that happen in the office, apparently. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's really painful about that is that, uh, you know, I joked about him being like just an average stockbroker, but like he was based on a real person. So and that, that real person's on TikTok. I follow him, by the or we follow him. And don't wreck yourself. TikTok follows us. I, I bet his TikTok is fucking phenomenal. Oh, it's it, it's lit. It is lit, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But Jonah Hill did so much fake coke that he was actually hospitalized with bronchitis. Uh, he said, yeah, he said that they were doing fake coke every day for seven months and just shit just got into that is his lungs. scary, actually. Yeah, that doesn't seem that smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, he snorted vitamin D powder, which he said did give him a little pep, too. So similar. Um, but uh, he's quoted as saying, I think I could have lifted a car over my head. Sounds like he was doing actual cocaine here. <laughs> Matt, how, if, how much vitamin D do you think you could handle? Uh, well, I don't drink milk every day like I should, so probably my tolerance isn't as high, but I go out into the sun a lot. I don't know. I could probably handle more vitamin D than Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Another actor who did fake coke was Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. A lot in real life, yeah? Well, so, here, so, so here's the thing. He has anxiety in real life, and he didn't know the fake drug was going to give him a little bit of a pep. So he started freaking out on set when he was actually ingesting it. Apparently, he had, again, anxiety issues. Fake or otherwise, it's not a good idea to give somebody a stimulant when they have anxiety, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, did you guys like that movie? You know, I actually didn't see it. Maybe not. <laughs> I did see it. Was it, it was, good? Was it good? Eh. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I, I know. It was one of those movies that definitely exists solely to get awards, not because people are going to find it like super entertaining. Oh, I get you. It was kind of artsy, but it was dark and depressing. So uh, real loss to winner. So the the last example I have here is, of course, Al Pacino and Scarface. And if you haven't seen that, pause this podcast and watch it because it is phenomenal. I'll be right back. The, you, you haven't seen Scarface? I have not seen Scarface. You son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm the king of not seeing all the classics, but Scarface, woof. I'll tell you this right now. Elise and I tried to watch it recently, and it does not hold up. It just was very slow. So I've only seen 20 minutes of Godfather, so... I can't remember if I've seen the whole thing through, either, Godfather. But Al Pacino in Scarface, uh, the, co- the, the, the fake cocaine fucked up his nasal passages for years, he said. So these guys are actually going through something. When they're snorting, right? They're, they're sacrificing their body for their craft. They can they can make the stuff not kill you, but you still have to actually inhale it up your nose, which, generally speaking, is not your it's not the way your body was designed to take in substances. Well, not as bad as burn pits. Not as bad as burn pits. Uh, but the next time you see somebody on screen snorting a white power powder, uh, you know, snorting a white power, snorting a <laughs> snorting. Are we watching a reruns white- of Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> I haven't seen any. I've only seen three episodes of Celebrity Apprentice total. Anyway, next time you watch Celebrity Apprentice, you'll know exactly what they're putting up their nose. Uh, so, <laughs> so there you go. Rick, how many episodes of Celebrity Apprentice have you seen? That's another sad one I missed. Was was Celebrity was? Oh one, no! Uh, was Schwarzenegger on one of them? Yeah, he was a host of one of them, right? Well, he. That's funny. I, I love that story because after Donald Trump was parted, we'll, we'll say parted ways with NBC. They hired Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I love the fact that Donald Trump lost his job to an immigrant. 
<laughs> and someone who won re-election. <laughs> <laughs> I was in New York uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago now, and I was at a comedy show, and I, I was sitting there, and the guy was doing his act or whatever, and across the stage, I was like, I fucking know that guy. And, uh, and I looked over, and it was, do you know the YouTuber Meet Kevin? It's like a finance guy. I do. Uh, he's got this like wacky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff. Well, uh, <laughs> it was funny. I was chatting to him for a bit and he's kind of a kook, but uh, it was entertaining. A week, two weeks after that, I see it on YouTube or whatever. And he's he's on the news and he's running to like one of the guys, one of six guys trying to replace the California governor at the minute. Like, I guess we're meeting our future governors oh. and comedy shows on the other side of the country now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes about as much sense as the 2016 election. We voted for a reality TV show. And when I say we, I mean no, literally nobody in this chat, I'm assuming uh, that Rick isn't allowed to vote. I voted for Kanye. <laughs> you voted for Kanye? <laughs> you, you voted for Yeezus? Yeah, well, I live in Washington, D.C. It doesn't, I could have not voted. It wouldn't, I did vote, but yeah, it, didn't, it would not have mattered my jurisdiction, unfortunately. So I actually have a stupid question. I'm just oh, throwing know, this into the mix. It's not on the... <laughs> <laughs> this, this one's for Rick. Ugh. All right. So I, I would like you to explain fair dinkum for our audience. The fuck is that? So that we can incorporate it into our lexicon. Ah, fair dinkum. It's like uh, a guarantee, 100%. Like you'd say, uh, Trump is president. And he'd be like, fair dinkum. So that could be a question. Um, yeah, it's like a guarantee, like 100%. You know, he's fair dinkum. Like, he's real dinkum. What if it's like you're like, hey, are you trying to get, are you trying to go to the bar later? Fair dinkum. Um, Would that work? Not not really. God, these, these slang ones. Oh, you can I, tell I'm. I use a lot of them. But, um, could I say, I went to that bar last night and it was the tits. Fair dinkum. Um. We are not understanding. <laughs> this, is a, this is a hard one to explain, fellas. <laughs> Fair dinkum it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You could use it that way. <laughs> when I was in England, I met, a, I met this Australian guy out at the bar. I, I asked him about Australian slang, and this is something that kind of, it kind of broke my brain a little bit because it's counterintuitive. I said, hey, w- when you see someone out at the bar and you like, you're like, you know, like, like fuck off guy, right? Or like, or something like that. What do you say? He's like, well, actually, he's like, it's the, the tone of voice you say it. He's like, you call them mates. So like, hey, watch where you're going, mate. And then I was like, yeah. oh, and then but that means friend. Well, no. And that I, I asked, oh, what do you call your friends? He's like, well, if it's a good friend, I'll call him a cunt. I'll be like, this is the topsy turvy <laughs> upside down world. And I guess the C word is not what it is in the United States. That's fair take dinkum topsy turvy. Right? <laughs> yeah, fair dinkum. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How how long did it take you to figure out Rick that uh the C word wasn't as accepted as it was? Hopefully not long. <laughs> uh, by the time somewhere between like the plane and uh the immigration, about twenty feet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh so pretty much when I arrived, <laughs> the shock on people's faces would suggest that it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They should tell you that on your plane. Do you have anything to, to declare and don't say the C word? Not, <laughs> and you're like, what's that? What's that cunt saying? I have no idea. What <laughs> so many Aussie declarations to make. To use it correctly, you, you, it's, uh, you need charm. You need time with it. Oh, I, I don't have that. Now, can I, I just say that. fair dinkum here is a standalone phrase? Just like you, you, you made a statement. I agree with. I can say fair dinkum. Yeah, you can use that. No, fair dinkum. All right. Fair dinkum. Yeah. <laughs> And you can say like he's is this guy like is this guy for real? You'd be like he's fair dinkum. 
I have not, I have never heard of this. How do you spell it? Fair. Like I-R or A-R-E? F-A-I-R space Dinkum. D-I-N-K-U-M? <laughs> yeah. D- okay. Yeah, that sounds right. All right. D income. D yeah. and then and then income, like you're yeah. making money. Yeah, D income. <laughs> <laughs> they spell it differently. That's how they spell it on Wolf of Wall Street after they do three or four pounds of cornstarch. <laughs> <laughs> no, they use a vitamin B t- vitamin, vitamin B powder. Vitamin, yeah. Oh, yeah. vitamin D. They, yeah, they, yeah, very they appropriate for that D. movie. All right. So, um, Matt, uh, I hate to put the burden of pretty much everything on you today, but. That's okay. What else is new? Well, I mean, hopefully the, the meme that you wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So I saw a tweet from KPIX5, TV ABC5 in Northern California, and it says, according to court documents, the Bay Area woman accused of starting the Fawn Fire in Shasta County last week was boiling bear urine so she could drink it when she allegedly set off the destructive <laughs> blaze. And it has a mugshot of this like blonde woman in her 30s. And let me just say this. Previously on Don't Wreck Yourself, we've talked about cocaine. We've talked about bears. We've talked about cocaine bears. And now we're talking about cocaine and we're talking about bears yet again. So it's well, really- no, And we've talked about urine too. So this is a trifecta of topics that we seem to love. We just gravitate towards bear piss and natural disasters and, and yeah. cocaine, apparently, which is natural. And, you know. and in previous topics, we, we talked about the health benefits or non-benefits or supposed benefits of drinking urine. And there was a point where I had suggested an article I found about a woman who was collecting dog urine her, from, her, from her own pet. So it's consensual. So this dog is pissing in a pot. Yeah, yeah. So she was collecting her own dog's urine so that she could drink it. Oh, God. And I don't know if she was boiling it or going straight from the tap, but. No way this woman takes a vaccine. She's like worried about GMOs and shit, but she drinks dog piss all the time. (laughs) She's she's not Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Why does she think she can get away with this? (laughs) Kevin Waterworld bombed. I don't know that Kevin Costner got away with it. Oh, it's a it's a cult film now, man. Right. It should be. It should be. I think it was a pretty good movie. I liked I th- it. I thought it was. I thought, it, yeah, we were in middle school, but I thought it was pretty good. It's no Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves or Ooh. Field of Dreams or The Postman. Actually, it is a lot like The Postman. I've never seen The Postman, but from what I know about it, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, this accidental arsonist named Alexandra Suvenira, Suvenera, Suvenever, Suvenever burning down the forest again. <laughs> she faces a felony arson charge with an enhancement of committing arson during a state emergency. I kind of feel like she got kind of fucked here because California is just a tinderbox this time of year. It just happened to get started with a woman trying to boil bear piss, but it could have been started by anything or anyone. Yeah, and I think in fairness to her, she didn't commit an act of arson. She didn't try to start a fire. Well, she tried to start a fire, but she wasn't trying to start a fire for the intent of burning down the state. She was trying to boil her bear piss before it went bad. Well, here, this is what the law says about arson. This is actually kind of crazy. It says if you burn a building to the ground or if you take a lighter and try to char the brick, that is considered arson. They do not. They do. Both of those are the same crime. They do not differentiate between degrees of arson. So the fact that she burned down 8,500 acres and prompted Governor Newsom to kill her yet another state of emergency, <laughs> like like she could have just like burned a bush in a state park and gotten the same charge. So she really she's an overachiever. How do you think your YouTuber friend would have prosecuted this case, Rick? <laughs> Had he become governor? Well, I think he would have uh, applauded the ingenuity of, of trying to boil the piss after she tried to filter it. Did you read that part of the story? <laughs> she tried to filter it through a, a tea bag. 
to get all the piss out. So you can drink it. And I know. Try to boil it. But they also found her with a couple of whippets. So- <laughs> yeah, and, and she was trying to hike to Canada, so she yeah. was definitely like into some unscrupulous shit. In defense, in defense of this woman being armed, she was going out into the wild to collect bear piss. No, 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 no. I, what I think happened is she went out into the woods, she got thirsty, found a puddle that has a mixture of water and bear piss and just tried to go all, all bear gorillas on it. Th- that's how I understand it. Okay, so she was trying to purify bear piss. And water together through through tea bags, which I don't even... I missed that Bill Nye episode. <laughs> okay, because my immediate thought was like, maybe she was holding this bear at gunpoint and saying, give me what you got. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no. She, she should have picked cocaine bear for that one. <laughs> your your urea or your life. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, this was a serious fire. Uh, it destroyed homes and forced thousands of evacuations. As opposed to a silly fire that burns down 80,000 <laughs> acres oh, of land. Yeah, right. This is not. Yeah. This is not the craziest way California has set ablaze in recent years. It started by like a gender reveal party. Trying to cook bear piss for survival is not the craziest way to burn down California in recent years. Well, California's got 40 million people. It's only a matter of time before statistically they start giving Florida a run for its money. As being the resident Florida man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, a lot of a lot of kooks out there, too. <laughs> so she she obviously she locked out the proper equipment to filter out the water from harmful chemicals. But she drank the mixture anyway and then got charged with arson. She faces up to nine years in prison uh, that she drank the puddle mixture anyway. So sucks to be her. And then she 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 saw smoke. She says she didn't start the fire, but then she saw smoke and called authorities. So she kind of called on herself is, is what it seemed like here. Allegedly. Allegedly. OK, well, it sounds like she accidentally started a fire while doing a perfectly normal thing thing (laughs) and then she reported the fire yeah honestly i feel bad for her again again i feel like this could have happened to anyone it just happened to happen to alexandra who again faces nine years in prison but she could face more charges because the fire is still burning as of this recording wow i'm not saying that she shouldn't face some sort of consequences for burning down a huge part of the state she should feel she, she should face consequences for trying to drink bear piss you should lock him away. I mean, the consequence. I think that would have sorted itself out. <laughs> yeah, nature has a way of ensuring her genes don't get into the next generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. read something. So wasn't she like? Wasn't she a teacher or a tutor or something? I think she was a. She was a legit. Like she was pretty smart. I think. Yeah, you know, she was smart enough to know you could uh, boil bear piss, but not smart enough to actually do it. <laughs> well, that's the difference between intelligence and wisdom. I didn't know she was a teacher, but I know she was. I mean that. that That'd be fascinating. I read somewhere she was some she was a tutor and her students thought she was really great and everything. And then as they found her, yeah, with a couple of CO2 cartridges, drinking bear piss in the woods, burning the forest down, I guess she changed on her way to Canada <laughs> looking for a new life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a it's a beautiful immigrant tale. Um not not that different than yours, Rick. <laughs> hey. Except that she got she never got out of the country she was trying to leave. It's it's kangaroo piss for uh, for, <laughs> for, for Rick, not bear piss. Do they have bears in Australia? Not even koala bears like you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> They're just koalas. <laughs> oh God! Hey, drop bears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our final ruling on this one is, yes, this woman was arrested for starting a fire while trying to boil bear piss so she could drink it. Yep. And that just makes I'm just glad I live live in the country where we can uh, read about this and then joke about it for for comedy and personal and hopefully (laughs) profit someday. 
<laughs> hopefully nobody ho- hopefully nobody passes away between now and when this airs. And let me just go ahead and say that this is allegedly right. We want to go. We, we don't want to convict the woman. We're not the state of California here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'd like to point out that she does have one saving grace. It sounds like she was trying to boil this to drink it because she was looking to hydrate herself. Yes. In a survival setting. She was not boiling it to drink it for, I, I want to call holistic medicinal reasons or holistic medicinal reasons, as we've established previously, is the correct pronunciation oh, for our show. Yeah. How many how many crystals was this woman found with? Is what I mean, <laughs> right? That might change. Oh, man, that, that changes the story significantly. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as this story is true, I think you wanted to talk about a place in the world that might not even be here. You know, Rick did a call forward earlier in the episode. Matt actually sent me this article yesterday, and it is about a woman who believes that Australia does not exist. She's not the only one. There is a community of people on the Internet that think this. So, Rick, gut check. Does Australia (laughs) exist? So just like tell us like what, what you feel in your heart and in your tummy. Um, I was thinking hard about this, and I know I came from somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> but who knows where that was i was just told it was australia when i was there so koala pouch who knows <laughs> <laughs> well, i appreciate you keeping an open mind as an explanation for what this woman's conspiracy consists of she believes that one hundred and sixty-two thousand people over an 80-year period were deported from great britain and then just tossed in the ocean and they created a lie that is Australia, to explain where all those people went and why they were never heard from again. Wow. So they just murdered like uh, like con- convicts is what I'm is what, not, not the worst thing the British Empire has ever done. I'll go ahead and say that. No. And what I like about this story, it's not like a farm like, oh, we sent them to go live in a bucolic farm because let's be honest, this is during, uh, you know, during the industrialization period of England. So it's not like their workers lives were great. So like, oh, yeah, we sent those crooks to a Poison Island full of snakes and awful yeah. critters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full of full of uh, poisonous. I don't even know, man. I'm afraid of spiders, and I I, I feel like Australia has a shit ton of them. What's the yeah. What's the deadliest spider to ever attack you, Rick? Oh, God, all of them at once. Actually, my mom uh, my mom got bitten by a whitetail once, which is a pretty pretty common one, and and pretty much for like a good year or so, year year and a half, it tore all the uh, the skin off her hands. So it was just pretty much just red raw holy uh, shit and then you can, she still comes back in patches and stuff um but we think it was a white tail spider that got it so she kind of looked a bit crazy zombie both ryan and i's jaws are to the ground <laughs> <laughs> this is just the most australian oh yeah it was just very casually my mom got bitten by something called a white tail which we call deer in this country and then <laughs> a, her hand fell off <laughs> <laughs> That does sound made up. That does sound made up. (laughs) Now, do you think she's be better off in Australia with her hands falling apart or in a textile mill in 1870s London? Ooh. Actually, my mom was really into quilting, so she'd probably go into the textile mill and be psyched about it. (laughs) (laughs) 18 hours of quilting? Hell yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not when you're seven, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she'd probably be asking for overtime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this woman thinks that Australia was invented to cover up the genocide of an undesirable class of citizens in Great Britain. R- now, r- wrong colony that did that. <laughs> <laughs> United States. 
Well, I'm going to edit that part out because I don't want to say anything <laughs> critical about our great nation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Especially yeah. while Rick's still considering what, whether he wants to stick it out. Yeah. yeah. Are you a citizen, Rick? I should ask. Not that I care. What's, uh, what's the fascism temperature in Australia right now? <laughs> I renewed my green card a month ago. Uh, so that means it's been 10 years. Oh, it gives me 10, time. but not a citizen yet. Haven't gone all the way. All right. It's okay. You know, uh, I, you know, to use the, uh, you, you know, you mentioned going all the way in America, we would say, uh, you know, get to home base. You know what I mean? You have first base, second base, third base, fourth base. And in cricket, that's when you just hit it right over that ring on the outside. Yeah. Hit it for six. You no, know, for me, cricket is, 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 an- yeah, you hit for six. If you need to understand, you can swing by uh, media um, on Sunday afternoons where there's a cricket league playing, which I walked past the other day and I thought, you don't see that every day. Um, guys who own Shari Punjab either have a team or a league, whatever, which makes sense. Um, Indian guys are big cricket nation and yeah they play on sundays down the street which is kind of crazy to see over here do you think they'd be up for like a pickup test match it's, it's good language i like that but yeah that definitely would be <laughs> fair dinkum <laughs> <laughs> the after i left the brewery i worked at an english pub and we had cricket playing pretty much all the time in the background but we didn't have any of the audio so i was watching caribbean league the indian leagues and it was a huge mystery to me. It's like, I don't know what's going on. And I feel like I possibly could have picked it up through context of watching and hearing the commentators, but that wasn't an option. So there's just people swinging sticks and running. I said, okay, well, I really need to figure this out. So I went online. I looked it up. So I am now very cricket savvy. So if you want to start a fantasy cricket team with me, I'm on board. <laughs> uh, I feel like when I, when I, the, the times I've seen cricket on TV, which have been very few, it just looks like a cross between baseball and lacrosse, I feel like, or highlight or some shit. I'd say closer to highlight than lacrosse, but okay. I, I, okay. I see where you're coming from. I think cricket's an, cricket's an interesting sport. I actually enjoy watching it. There are various lengths of games, so you could have you know a game that lasts three hours, you could have a game that lasts an entire day, and then you could have a game that lasts multiple days, depending on the type of the tournament. Just like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it got uh, and Rick, you can correct me years. if I'm wrong at any point. No, 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 it's all good because so it used to be long and boring. Then they brought in this um, league called 2020, and it's just 20 overs a piece, uh, which makes it nice short games. And they do them under lights and a bunch of pyros and cheerleaders and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little more exciting than it was when I was growing up. Uh, Matt, to be clear, an over is a series of six legal pitches or bowls. In oh, the game of course, of that because that, because that makes sense for me. Yeah, I know what that means. I have no idea, man. You might as well be speaking like Australian to me. I don't know what the hell this means. <laughs> fair dinkum. <laughs> <laughs> that was an inappropriate use of fair dinkum, right? Or is that appropriate? Because I was emphasizing the need I, for. I think it's right. I think the way. Yeah. Rick. Yeah, that'll work. Was yeah. it fair dinkum right or just fair? <laughs> fair dinkum is whatever you want it. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Okay, so we covered we covered what the historical origin of this uh, of this conspiracy that Australia was a fictional place invented to cover up a genocide. But this woman maintains that not only did this occur and they they covered it up at the time, but that powerful nations have continued to lie about the existence of Australia in order to cover up the genocide. And part of covering it up is seeding the world with actors portraying Australians. Rick. But- What's that pay? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> <laughs>
But as, yeah, that's funny. That's I get to funny. I get to spread the message of the empire to um, the, the good people like your listeners, which is just me. So I'm relaying the message to my actor self. Convince <laughs> me that it's it's a good deal. <laughs> that's funny. I think we're talking about p- powerful nations propping up this this myth of Australia. Most recently, I don't know if you guys heard about this. The United States, the UK, and Australia signed a security pact together. This straight up pissed off um, like a, like a submarine security pact that pissed off uh, France because Australia was set to buy like a shit ton of like submarines from France, and now they're not. So, or were they? Exactly. Well, so I think we're we are leg- either France is in on it, or we're really pissing off France because they thought they were going to sell they're going to offload a bunch of ships to a fake nation. <laughs> Do you think all the Anglophile nations have been uh, gaslighting France for a century and a half? I mean, I mean, yeah, which is kind of like a thumb in the eye because the, the reason we're a country is because of the French Navy. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll buy your submarines. Oh, check out our wine regions. Yeah, they're oh, yes, beautiful. Right. They just made up stuff. Rick, did you have any say in how many nuclear submarines your fake country bought? Um, I don't, I'm not too sure that... Uh, the old current president would remember how many he agreed to on the deal. Did you see he forgot the Australian prime minister's name? (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) Part of the cover up here is not only are your Australian friends actors, but the plane pilots are all in on this and they actually only fly to islands that are fairly close by, or in some cases, parts of South America. Um, So I guess like we're talking about, um, this is crazy. We talk about the the airline pilots are into it because Australia's airline Qantas, at one point, I think that might be still the case, the only major airline that has never had a had a crash. That was true. That was true when they filmed Rain Man. But I think Qantas has had an incident since then. I think what happened was they realized their their little poisonous spider utopia was looking <laughs> just a little bit too perfect. And they're afraid people might try to fly there. Well, um, you know, do you know who used to fly a 747 for Qantas Airlines? Uh, John Travolta. Yep. Yep. You got it. We'll edit that. So you said it first. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I would always edit it. So I sound smart. So don't worry. <laughs> oh, about, don't no, you worry I know. You're a little head about that. No, I know. <laughs> I listen to the podcast every week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're poor Matt gets to see how the sausage is made. Now Rick does, too. And I apologize for showing you my sausage, Rick. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's just a fest over here. She said that all of Australian culture that is projected out into the world, which she describes, she summarizes as all these swear words and actions based on alcoholism, MDMA and bad decisions are all ways to distract you from the ugly truth. That is one of the greatest genocides in history. So the C word is actually just shock factor to distract you. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right. Uh, What does MDMA have to do with this? How much MDMA do they do in Australia, Rick? Well, I only learned about MDMA when I left that place. Ecstasy is oh. pretty big. I didn't really know of anyone doing that sort of shit but when I was there. But I, th- I know they uh, they do love their, their amphetamines, though. Um, ice, as we call our meth. Um, and, and heroin's pretty big, too. Huh? So I hear from... The only like, kind of ice you find in Australia. What, what was that term? What do you call meth in Australia? Ice. Nice. That sounds like that, that's a that's a badass drug that you see in the movies. Good job. Yeah. We were doing ice. <laughs> What's kind of shocking about this story is that twenty two thousand people have shared the theory on Facebook. So my question is, well, not really a question. This is sort of a uh, an assessment. It's like, OK, well, a lot of things get shared on Facebook because uh, for ironic reasons. So it's not necessarily that it's not necessarily true that twenty two thousand people read this theory and thought this has merit, but certainly people have shared it. 
which has the potential of tainting the knowledge pool because I've been to r slash conspiracy on Reddit and it is fucking bonkers over there. Surely there are people who believe this. Now, my question to you, Rick, is how many of those people do you think are Australian? Just trying to keep people like me out. (laughs) (laughs) Every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're like the more Americans on Facebook who believe this, the fewer Americans we have to see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Australia loved it. It it, it launched, it it gave them something to YouTube about. (laughs) Because I went went on a bit of a deep dive to find out exactly what was going on with this whole uh, Australia's fake thing. Because I've heard a few different um, versions of it. I know NASA's an employee in one of those versions. When I went looking today, it was the first Mm -hmm. uh, the genocide thing had popped up. I thought that's a pretty elaborate lie for, let's face it, not that many people in the terms of history and, and mass killings. In terms of the British Empire, it's not that many people. No, they killed <laughs> yeah, way yeah, more people in India. Just, just, by, so just by pure mismanagement. A lot worse and didn't make up countries. You know? <laughs> I, I don't think that we can absolve England of making up countries. England made up a lot of countries. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rick, on, on, a, on a scale of one to fair dinkum, how true do you think the theory that Australia is not real is? Um, I'd say... I'd say it's pretty real, but I don't want to get lost in a rabbit hole of uh, simulation theory like you guys enjoy. But it's i got to say it's pretty real. <laughs> <laughs> and to your knowledge, nobody's dissolved it. Uh, what yeah. about New Zealand? Uh, that just seems like that's that New Zealand seems made up. It's literally a fantasy land full of hobbitses and dwarveses. <laughs> One of these theories... <laughs> suggested that they fly you to Australia doesn't exist. So they fly you to New Zealand instead. So what would suggest that, that New Zealand <laughs> would be real if Australia is made up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's uh, I guess New Zealand is way smaller and there's not like a vast desert like there is in Australia. So how it's not like, it's not like they can do the Truman show and fake this whole world. Right. No, they, they, that's why you need to, that's why you need to rope Argentina and Chile in. Yeah, I guess so. They're in, they're in on it too. So typically at this point in the show, we would actually segue and, and, and find some way to compliment Rick Reynolds. But as Rick is here, Rick, do you have anything nice that you'd like to say about yourself? <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to hear this when I listen to the podcast back as a regular listener. Thanks for having me. It's a blast. I'm pumped you're doing it. And I'm pumped you go and find all the wacky shit that I don't have time for and deliver it to me in this neat package. Thank you. <laughs> That's what we do. Of course. Well, we appreciate uh, your contribution to our show. You know, we joked that uh, a few weeks ago that uh, Matt gets the last word, but I get to edit the last word. But the the truth of the matter is you literally get the last word of every episode. And it's, oh, which I imagine to be the the response that most people give us at the end of our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank you for the use of your song, uh, United, from the album Portals in Progress. Would you like to tell us where we can find you online? Yeah, the best place is just head over to Instagram and it's at Rick Reynolds. Um, and uh, hit the, the link in the bio and the tree will take you everywhere you need to be, depending on where you want to be when you listen to it. How did we not talk about Crocodile Dundee at all today? Uh, because it turns out Paul Hogan's a piece of shit. And, and it's probably disrespectful, too. So it's probably, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that we did a great job of respecting Australian culture in this episode. <laughs> or in real life. <laughs> Well, no, I, I respect Australian culture in real life. I ate, a, I ate an Outback Steakhouse in the airport just, just a few days ago, so I respect it. <laughs> Is that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the best we could. could what, 
Well, what's the American equivalent in Australia? Olive Garden. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's Tuscany. Oh, we got a couple of couple of chains, but I don't know if we've got any got any restaurants. There's a lot of a lot of mum and pop stuff in it. Do you have Applebee's in Australia? No Applebee's. Uh, oh, actually, there might be a Hooters. I think Sydney does have an Outback Steakhouse for the, the Americans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the yeah, for Americans, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that authentic Australian experience. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in, apart from that, we've got a couple of chains in McDonald's. Uh, our Burger King's called Hungry Jacks, which is a little change for you. But um, yeah, that's that's about it, really. A lot of mom and pop stuff. And unfortunately, yeah, nothing as good as Applebee's. How do we survive? <laughs> Eating good in the neighborhood. Yeah, oh, I would take a 24-ounce Frosty Mug shitty beer anytime, so we could use a few of those. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You can find us everywhere you can find Rick Reynolds, and we also have social media. We are Wreck Your Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We have a Facebook group and a, and a page you can like, so make sure you are doing both of those things. We also have a Gmail at wreckyourpod at gmail.com. Please send us your questions, your facts, your complaints, and we may or may not read them on the air. So if between now and when next we meet, you find yourself on the Internet hovering right over that share button as you stare at a post that completely erases one of our major allies and partners in cultural exchange. (laughs) We encourage you to do the research and to fair dinkum check yourself before you fair dinkum. Rick yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Rick, you want to play us out? Yeah. All right, I got you. Uh, Yahweh is the only way, and my way's the only way to fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. Let's detain the conversation that leads us to the trails. What do we know? A chance to telephone that I'll know different to you. United, we were so far apart And it won't change until we change Who we are, but we won't Oh, no, no